0: Two guys, two topics, two opinions. You talk,
1: give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network senior NBA writer for Sports Illustrated, Chris Mannix. I think everybody in the West has a shot. Everybody's in the mix, and specifically talking about the Jazz, I think it continues to be their thing is to keep getting Mike Conley comfortable. It sounds like it's just lip service sometimes, and I say this on the show a lot, but chemistry is the most important thing. The more games Mike Conley spends playing alongside Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert and Joe Ingles, that whole group, the better they're going to be. And I would put the Jazz among the true threats at this point in the conference. I still think the Lakers and Clippers have to be considered co-favorites, but of that next tier, I think Utah's right there at the top. All right, that of course, Chris Mannix, your split story of the day. What to expect going forward for the Utah Jazz? You know, when Chris
0: says that, Jake, he, he's not—he's not much of a BSer, you know. And when you have people like Chris Mannix is thinking that the Jazz are, you know, maybe not a favorite, like he said, but right there, near or at the top—that's—that's I mean, that's high praise. I mean, a lot of people still uh, think the Jazz have a chance to uh,
1: to contend for that Western Conference uh, title. I think so as well, but it's it's by no means a slam dunk, and I know the, I know you hear the PKs of the world say, play anybody, anytime, anywhere, but I don't think it's that simple, and I think the ultimate goal for the Utah Jazz, and this is kind of the way I want to take the, the discussion, Gordon, because it's easy to pluck numbers out of the air and mm-hmm. say, do they get to 55 or do they get mm-hmm. to 56? But truth is, I don't care that much about home court advantage. I care more about matchups in the playoffs. And here's what's almost 100% clear, even at this point in the season. The Jazz have got to get out of the four. They've got to play their way into the three at very least, or ideally into the two slot. But they've got to get out of the four slot. They can't face Houston, which is the Air Force of the NBA, completely unique team to play, for, uh, to play against because they play so wonky and they're going to be short and all these sorts of things. And they go from that battle right into the Lakers would be a disaster. They need, they need a first round series they can get through, and you'd much rather see them against you know what the the Clippers or or Denver or somebody like that in the second round as opposed uh, to the Lakers in the second round after playing a Houston series.
0: You think that uh, that playing
1: the, the the Lakers would be that much more difficult for the Jazz than the Clippers? It's more the it's more. I want to say it's more the reward for beating the Rockets, which is going to just be a a horribly difficult series, would to be get the Lakers as opposed to play Oklahoma City, a team you can put away and then move on to the Clippers. Not necessarily more thinking about the first round matchup than the second. Does that make any sense? I understand
0: what you're saying. I just wonder... You know, be careful what you wish for if you're wishing for the Clippers in the second round because I think that's a team... I get what you're saying as far as matchups and style of play and and just the physicality of the team and whatnot. But the Clippers, I think once they hit their stride, they're going to be very difficult.
1: Very difficult. I completely agree. However, I think the Lakers being four games up, I think they're going to take it. And it's more the point that your reward for beating the Rockets is LeBron. You know? And Anthony Davis. Good luck with that. But I agree with you about the Clippers. I mean, with with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George both taking turns guarding Donovan Mitchell, I mean, it'd be rough. That's one way of looking at it, Jake. But I, I,
0: I used to, my daughters used to have a tennis coach who would talk about the seedings in a tournament. You can relate to this. Okay. And he would say, never worry about playing the number one seed or the number two seed. You know, because... It gives you an opportunity to do something that you might not otherwise get a chance to do. And if the Jazz were to go into a series with the Lakers and knock them off in a second round, think about what that might do for them. Setting that's a big if, I know. I'm playing LeBron and you already said it, Anthony Davis. That's two of the five best players in the league. But I, I say, what the heck, go for it, man. I, it's not my responsibility. I I wouldn't be the one facing that battle, but I think that the Jazz would would
1: relish it, man. I don't think they're too worried about that. Yeah, but an upset in the semis is different than an upset in the first round. You know what I mean? I mean, making it to the Western Conference Finals would be a big deal to this franchise. Maybe that sounds Pollyannish, but it would. I just don't know
0: that the Clippers are going to be that much easier than the Lakers. I don't think so either. I agree with that point. But you're you're serious about coming off the small ball situation and then facing one of the biggest teams in the league.
1: And a team, let's face it, that's had the Jazz number. And that coach has had the Jazz number. Well, that'd, that'd be a brutal first-round yeah, matchup. Yeah, but if
0: you're talking about a, a team that has had the Jazz's number, then you better back up to Houston again in that first round.
1: That's what I'm saying. The yeah. the, the Rockets. Oh, I thought you were it, talking no, about no, the I, That's what I'm saying. Okay. Going up against the Rockets in a first-round series, particularly the Rockets. Okay, so th- this is like
0: last year. Then It came down to the final game of the regular season to set the matchups in the West. I don't know how it's all going to play out. That's the weird thing about
1: it. That's why I'm saying they need to get to two or three. You think they can get to two? Um, sure. I mean, yeah, I do. Mm.
0: Well, now, they're, not, now, they're not that far off. And the Nuggets, you know, I mean, yeah, I know they beat the Jazz twice this year, but I'm not. I'm still not convinced about the Nuggets. The- I, yeah, I, I, I think the the Jazz would probably rather have a situation where, and not that they would match up in the first round or anything, but I, I think even though they've lost twice to that team, I think that's a team they, they could handle in the postseason if they were to
1: have I that. agree. I, I thought that last year. I, I think that this year. And So, so it, who are we looking at at the back end? If
0: the Jazz are second or third, then who are they likely to play in that first round?
1: They're probably looking at um, Portland, Oklahoma City, Memphis, San Antonio, maybe. Maybe the Pelicans. Okay. Somebody like Probably not the Pelicans because they'd have to cover a lot of ground to get up that far. So that's probably not likely. Maybe somebody like Dallas. But I think I like that matchup a lot better than than a matchup against the Rockets. And that has less to do with the Rockets being all that good and more to do with just the particular history with the Jazz. It's tough. Yeah, I suppose. I Although suppose. I do I did love and I know Russell Westbrook had a big game, but I did love that adjustment of putting Rudy on Russell Westbrook. I think over a series, that could be really, really interesting to see that go. But my point is I I'd much rather see them match up against those other teams. Well, because
0: nobody knows how it's all gonna play out. It's up to the Jazz to win as many games as they can down the stretch. And I don't know whether there will be rest patterns for the postseason or whether Quinn Snyder's going to stomp on that accelerator and just go full bore straight through to the playoffs. I I don't know which way he's going to go, but I I would prefer if it were me piloting the ship, I would want to win as many games as possible just to and let all the chips fall where they may. Chances are they're going to fall more favorably for you if you do that rather than try to maneuver for uh, what some people
1: might think is a better matchup in the first round or the second round for that matter. Uh, Gordon, uh, the Astros thing uh, continues to uh, spiral out of control. The commissioner uh, made some comments. I heard, uh, well, actually, I didn't hear per se, but I I followed a little online that apparently our our guy Austin Horton got a little... Over the top, passionate about his opinion? Did I-, I
0: don't think he was. Well, I don't think Austin's been what? over the top. He has been passionate about it, but I think he's right on the money. Who you know, with the commission.
1: I was I mean, just showing you, you just drummed up some Twitter reaction. You uh, apparently had a passionate opinion about it. That's all. Yeah, but he wasn't over the top. It's Austin. I just assumed it was over the top. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, that's. That- Austin was criticizing the
0: commissioner for saying, I'll leave the poor players alone. They've been punished enough.
1: Because of the looks in their eye, or something. Yeah, ridiculous. it's just ridiculous. And may,
0: thing maybe to say. I said that they should all get five-year sentences at Leavenworth. What, what's over <laughs> the top about that?
1: See, okay, all right. That's that, I, I didn't hear it per se, but I just you know was interpreting in my mind what I thought Austin could. be Okay,
0: saying. so if Austin is a ten
1: in his rage, where are you? I I'm more confused. Really, I don't understand the the i don't understand the tactics that that rob manfred is using in this particular who does circumstance i guess that's why i'm confused i like i i don't know enough to be outraged i think because like why why would he just say we'll just forgive everything you know complete immunity if you tell us like he didn't have to do that there's language
0: in do you the... Think, do you think it's because of the power of the players' union? I think
1: there's something in there because they've got a new collective bargaining agreement coming up, and so maybe there's some gamesmanship there. But it, doesn't this protect the players, too? Because it's the players
0: on other teams who are coming forth now and quite upset about the thing.
1: Well, I think that's how it's backfiring in a weird way, that the other that other players are going against their union and complaining about this, which continues to bring attention to it. And basically makes the, the league look bad. I mean, these players are saying, you know, like, we feel cheated and these guys came out unscathed, which is something that's, like, fairly unique when it comes to player league n- relations. Like, think about the steroid era. Nobody came out and was all ticked off that they were cheating because it, and if there was, it was only a couple. And it was certainly not, you know, big time people coming out and complaining about it.
0: I think this is... Different. They see this as different. Now, back in the steroid era, if that's what you want to call it, people, players, if they decided to choose that tack, they could choose it, and other players would sort of leave it up to them to decide what they wanted to do. But in this case, you have this organized cheating where players who are at bat know what your pitcher is going to serve up. And, and, that, that's, and that's really,
1: I think that crosses the line for many of them. And that's all that different than routine foul balls turning into three-run homers on a regular basis? I mean, it, yeah. it's I it's mean, I see thing. the parallel
0: you're drawing, but I think this, to them, is worse. Which shocks me, to be honest. That's why I don't understand what the difference is here. Because maybe they, th- you know, I'm guessing, but maybe they think what players were putting in their bodies back in the day, that's a personal decision. That's a quote-unquote medical decision. It might be a performance uh, decision as well. But in this case, it is an absolute violation of the rules right in front of them, utilizing technology to the majority of the players'
1: disadvantage. Okay. No, I don't disagree, but I don't see how that any of that's any different than the steroid stuff. And like Miguel Tejada was as deep into the Balco situation as Barry Bonds was. He won an AL MVP before he left for Baltimore, and he popped up on one of those... Lists that uh, eventually came out of of guilty dopers, and I don't remember anybody in the AL that year saying, "Oh, I was cheated out of the MVP." Maybe, you know, maybe, but
0: just because people handled it wrong back then doesn't that shouldn't influence the way it's handled now. And I think it's to be aggressive with it is more appropriate than turning a blind eye.
1: I guess I I ultimately agree with that, but that's where my confusion comes in. Like I, I'm just well, maybe lessons I, have been learned. I, I'm just confused, but I, I'm I'm confused why Major League Baseball and the commissioner isn't pushing pushing it harder. Yeah, I'm confused as to why the players aren't all on the same page. I think most of them probably are. Hmm. You can't get everybody to agree on any on darn near anything. But that's been the magic of the baseball players' union going to back to when they fought for free agency. I Long live
0: that, Marvin Miller.
1: They've all been on the same page, and they've pushed the envelope, and that's why they're the strongest players' union out there. This that's is different, they didn't...
0: though. This is different. This was palpable cheating using technology on the field to their disadvantage,
1: and everybody who
0: is wronged by that has a problem with well, it. I, and they should. I'm,
1: I'm certainly not disagreeing with that. All right. More straight ahead on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone.